Hi friends, welcome back to the Health Forward Podcast. I'm your host, Elena Davis. I'm so glad that you're here today. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day here hanging out with me. So this past Sunday was Mother's Day. And so today's episode is going to be in honor of moms, just talking about how to prioritize your health as a mom. So from my own experience and also just from having so many friends that have littles, I have really been able to see firsthand just how difficult it can be to take care of your health as a mom. And so I wanted to spend a little bit of today giving you, well, really just kind of sharing some of our common struggles and then also giving you a little encouragement and maybe a few ideas to spark some inspiration and tips to maybe help you prioritize your health while still having, you know, all the things that we have to do as moms. So I'm very much in this with you. This was all a really good reminder for me as well. And so let's go ahead and jump in to today's episode. Hey friends, I'm Elena Davis, your integrative health coach, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the Health Forward podcast where each week we will be talking about different things that move us forward toward a healthier and more fulfilling life. Thanks so much for listening in. So as I was putting the finishing touches on this episode, I actually posted something in my stories on Instagram and put a question box up and just said, hey, if you're a mom, like what do you feel like is your biggest obstacle or your most common struggle that you deal with when it comes to prioritizing your health, taking care of your body, supporting your health as a mom? Like what are the things that you just feel like are always in the way of that? And I got a lot of responses and so many of them were exactly the same things um, that I've also dealt with and seen firsthand in my own life as well. And so, you know, so many of those you can imagine were time. That time was definitely the biggest one and the one that I got the most hectic schedules, trying to feed your kids and eat healthy meals um, on a really hectic schedule when you have something every night and you're constantly on the go. Exhaustion was another one, just having the energy left in the day to actually do something for yourself. Um, lack of motivation and body image struggles were also common things. And then kind of along that same line of thinking, like feeling guilty for taking time away to care for yourself or to work out or anything like that. And so I think that those are all super common and super relatable in all of us, whether moms or a caretaker really in any capacity, but especially when you are taking care of tiny humans that you are responsible for 24-7, that takes a certain level of time and energy and commitment. And so I think we all can definitely relate to having struggles in those areas and just the struggle of knowing what's best for us as far as like knowing that it's best for us to take care of ourselves and to do things that support our health, but then actually trying to figure out how to practically make that work. You know, some, um, I had one mom say to me, you know, there's only a certain amount of hours in a day. Like it's just hard to fit it all in. I absolutely feel that way. There's so many days that I, 
sit down at the end of the night after getting Remy into bed and kind of finishing up anything that I'm doing. And I'll say like, how, how do I still have so many things left on my list to do that I just didn't get to today? And sometimes those are things for me. And sometimes those are things around the house or, you know, just anything I had going on. But that's a very common, I think, for all of us to deal with that. So I think that's the first piece of encouragement is just to remember, hey, like we're all in this together. There's really not any super mom out there that's just got this all figured out and can perfectly balance taking care of herself and her children and serving and being involved in all the things that she needs to be involved in and having a perfectly clean house and feeding her kids and, you know, just it's, it's, it's a lot. So let's just all remember that we're in this together. Also, I think it's very helpful to remember that this is just a season. This is not forever. The journey of motherhood is a long time, but anyone that has kids knows that the the journey, it changes, you know, you have little seasons within it. And so the seasons of being so immersed in caring for them and them being so dependent on you is a short season. It's not forever. And so that's also a helpful reminder because I think sometimes we get stuck in the, oh, I can't do all of these things that I feel like I should do. And then that means I'm never going to do them. And that's just not true that, you know, you might not get to all the things right now and that's okay, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to get to those things later. And I think sometimes too, in the very early years of motherhood, when you're used to being able to get everything accomplished on your list, and then you go to not being able to get hardly anything accomplished, that can be a huge shift. And so it, it kind of takes us a while to get settled into that and adapted to that. And so just remember that this is not forever. This is just a season. And I mean, the truth is, we're just not going to get it all done every day, no matter how organized and planned we are. Like, and that's okay. There's going to be days that are off. There might be one day a week, uh, if we're lucky and fortunate, that we're like, yes, I really got it all done today. I felt really productive. I got my workout in. I feel like I ate well. I feel like I had energy. I feel like I slept well last night. The kids are good. That might happen one day a week, maybe, um, and maybe not. And so, you know, we just have to remember that that is okay. And that doesn't mean that we don't try to do things that we know are going to be helpful for us. But I think we need to agree here together to stop beating ourselves up over that because that is just a little bit out of our control. And so making ourselves feel guilty over it is not going to help our bodies. It's not going to help our mental health. It's not going to help our kids because we're going to end up feeling grumpy about it and irritable that we didn't get to do all the things we needed to do. So let's just agree before we go further, we are not going to beat ourselves up over not getting everything done that we want to get done. Okay. I'll agree if you agree. (laughs) Deal. Okay. So what I wanted to do is just give you a couple of ideas These are, this is not me saying these are things that I do every day because I don't. These are things that I have tried to do or that I know are helpful. But like I said in the intro to this video, I am in this with you just as much. So, you know, don't feel like, oh, Elena's got this figured out. No. Mm -mm. So these are all good reminders for me as well as you. So just some things that I wanted to encourage you with and maybe maybe just inspire you a little bit of like, 
oh yeah, I haven't thought about that in a while or maybe just a different take on things that I hope will be helpful for you. And so the first one is truly the most important one and that is to try to find time to spend with God at least a few minutes every day in any way that you can. And so that's going to look different in every season. It might look different from day to day. So, you know, that might be getting up early and having a quiet time before your kids get up. That might not be possible depending on how early your kids get up. And so that might be during a nap time or if your kids don't nap or if you're at work all day and you can't do that, maybe during a lunch break or it might even be in the car, you know, listening to, you know, the Bible app can read scripture. So it might even be listening to scripture on the way to work. It can look so different in different seasons. And so I don't want this to be something that is uh, frustrating because you feel like it has to look a certain way and you can't make it look that way in your current season or the way that your life currently is. Um, my friend and I, we get to be on another podcast. I co-host another podcast with her that's through our church. And we've gotten to interview so many women in our church and just so many women that are a few years ahead of us in ministry and in motherhood. And one question that we've often asked them is, how does your God time look? How do you spend time with God every day? And it's been so encouraging because they have different answers. None of them have come in and said, it's this exact same way every day. And this is exactly how you have to do it. And I think sometimes we just get so caught up if we can't have worship music on and a candle going and dim lights and you know, do it before everybody gets up and the sun is rising with a cup of coffee, then we just think we're failing at it. And that's just not reality. And so I want to remind you and remind myself that the Lord just wants you to spend time with him. However, that looks just some intentional time, five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever you have in your season, um, make that a priority because I personally can tell such a huge difference in my day when I prioritize that versus days that it gets away from me and I don't get it done. And I mean, the truth is we just, we cannot care for other people well, whether it's our kids or serving somewhere else in our jobs, in ministry, whatever it is, we cannot do that well and care for other people well pouring out of a cup that's empty. We just can't. And so, especially in mothering, I mean, it requires so much patience and wisdom and care that I just simply do not have in me without the help of the Lord. And so I literally need it and can feel such a difference when I prioritize that. So I just want to encourage you, like make that a part of your day and however it looks is good and fine and it will be helpful for you. Another idea and kind of along the same line is trying to just take some time for yourself. So I know that like every mom that heard me say that is like, oh yeah, okay, whatever. I know self-care, blah, blah, blah. But it really does matter. And it doesn't have to be, again, this doesn't have to fit into this ideal image that you might have in your head. It might be five minutes before you go to bed, but just some second of the day that someone isn't requiring something of you um, can make such a difference like that for me I I know my personality and for me when I've just given and given and given and given and given and the minute I get you know 
Remy to bed, this is like a silly example, but the minute I get Remy to bed, my animals come for me. It's like, oh, she's available. So they're like all over me. And it drives me crazy because I'm like, I need a minute for myself. And so I'm sure I'm not the only one out there that feels like that. And so trying to just find a few minutes to whatever it is, whether that's it is, it does look like self-care, like doing your skincare or taking a bath or a shower, whatever it is, just a few minutes for yourself to kind of get your brain together or to just decompress for a minute um, can be really helpful. So maybe think through your days and your schedules. Maybe it's right before you go to bed. Maybe if your kids do get up later than you, then maybe it's, you know, you can incorporate that into after you spend time with the Lord and do God time. Maybe you have five or 10 minutes there that you can look over your day or, you know, I don't know, sit down and drink a hot cup of coffee before they get up. Um, Whatever it is for you, that would be helpful for you. Try to work that into your day. The next thing is eating actual meals that are for you. So this is a big one because I think so often we are so concentrated on feeding our family and feeding our kids, which obviously we need to feed our kids. And that can be a whole thing. And I have an entire episode. If you haven't heard that, I got to interview pediatric nutritionist Ashley Smith from Veggies and Virtue, and she talks all about strategies for feeding your family and feeding your kids. So if that's a struggle for you, then go back and listen to that. <clears throat> but we often get so caught up in feeding them that we forget about feeding ourselves, or we just finish off what's on their plate, or we just grab a little bit of their snack to keep us from starving to death and being hangry, you know, but we don't actually think through what we're eating. And so I do want to say up front, like this does not mean elaborate meals. This does not mean gourmet dinners and breakfasts and all that. What I'm talking about here is simple, a protein, a carb, and a fat. If you've been around here any amount of time, you know that I teach that all the time. That is the formula for a healthy, balanced meal. And so that doesn't have to look fancy. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. It honestly doesn't have to be something that you cook all the time. You can have a lot of snacks that fall into those categories. As a matter of fact, I think that's a really good tip, especially for not just for our kids, to keep them from getting irritable and hangry before ourselves have emergency stash of snacks in the car and something that falls into those categories, something that falls into the protein, something that falls into a carbohydrate and something that's a healthy fat and keep that on hand all the time. That way you're not going long stretches of time without eating. Your blood sugar is not dropping. You're not getting super irritable and cranky and frustrated It can help so much just throughout your day for your energy levels, for you to be able to keep moving forward and do all the things you need to do to be fueling your body well. And so when you're making your grocery list, think through, okay, does every meal have a protein, a carbon, a fat? Does every snack have a protein, a carbon, a fat? Do I have things on hand that I can super quickly throw together to make either a really quick meal or have a really quick snack or just something so that I'm not starving myself. You know, skipping breakfast, coffee before food, I'll kind of come back to that in a second. All those kinds of things without properly fueling our bodies 
are so hard on our bodies and so hard on our blood sugar regulation, which has a lot of downstream effects. And I'm not going to go super into that today. I'm just going to say from a perspective of taking care of other people, mothering little kids, trying to keep our cool (laughs) and our patients, we need to be feeling our bodies throughout the day so that we have the energy to do the things that we need to do and take care of the people we need to take care of. So if that's a struggle for you, I have some resources that can be helpful with that. So if you have not grabbed my foods that heal list off of my website, you can go there and find it. It's a free download. It basically is a list of really good nutrient dense foods that they're all anti-inflammatory. So that's just helpful in general. But the point here is that they are all good, nutritious, whole foods, and it just sparks your kind of your your mind when it comes to, oh, maybe this is a food I forgot about or I haven't had in a while or I'd like to try. It just gives you some new ideas if you feel like you're stuck all the time. So it's kind of broken down in proteins and healthy fats and um, good high fiber carbohydrates. And so you can go download that for free on my website. Also, you can download, I have a recipe ebook and that is called Easy Healthy Eats. That's also on my website. So you can go to yourhealthforward.com and you will see probably a pop-up come up for the Foods That Hill list. And then there's also a um, category that says freebies. So when you click on that, it will take you to a page that you can see all my free downloads, including both the Easy Healthy Eats ebook and the Foods That Hill list. And so both of those things can be great resources. That ebook just has some really quick, easy recipes in it that are all balanced and all have good proteins, carbs, and fats. So if you feel like you're in a rut, you don't know what to do with that, those things can be helpful for you. So I said a second ago about the food before coffee. Listen, I know, okay, every time I talk about it, I get eye roll. I get it. I totally understand. Before I made this change, every single morning I got up, I moved like a zombie to my coffee pot. (laughs) And that was the only thing that helped me get through the day. So I hear you if you're there. I was there too. What I'm telling you, I'm telling you the truth, right? (laughs) I'm telling you is that's super hard on your body and your hormones. And so in the long run, it's going to end up causing some consequences that we don't want. So If we can make some changes to try to get at least a little bit of food and water in our bodies before coffee, that can have a huge, huge impact and change, both in our blood sugar regulation and in our hormones. And so be conscious of that. If that's where you are now, that you can... There's other places you can start, okay? So you don't have to totally make a huge, quick change. You can start by adding some collagen and... um, depending on what kind of creamers you're using, you know, if it has a good amount of healthy fat in it, then having the healthy fat and having collagen protein in it, that helps it to be a little bit more stable. Then you can, as you get used to that, you can try to add having something in that easy, healthy recipe ebook that I have. 
actually have a recipe for um, they're like little energy balls and they are oats and chocolate chips and peanut butter or almond butter, whichever you use and protein powder and chia seeds. And they're super easy to throw together. You keep them in your fridge. And so that was the thing that helped me make this switch as I try to keep those on hand. So I would, instead of walking like a zombie to my coffee pot, I would walk like a zombie <laughs> to my fridge and pull one or two of those out and eat that while I was making my coffee. So that way you know, I'm, I'm talking like one minute before I had my coffee, but still it was enough of a change to help me to break that dependency of having to get up and have coffee be the first thing that touched my lips. And so you can do it. It will be better for you in the long run. I'm not telling you to get rid of your coffee, so don't hate me too much, but just add some food in there. It will help your energy levels throughout the day. It's going to help your hormones. It's going to help your blood sugar to be more regulated. So try to make that shift. Okay. The next thing is prioritizing sleep. Another one I get eye rolls for all the time because I'm like, I know kids, they don't really care about your sleep. So I have a very personal story with this and I will make it brief because the story went on for two years. So basically my daughter did not sleep through the night until she was 20, right at 20 months old, 19, 20 months old, something like that. And so I am not exaggerating when I tell you that I think my body is still paying for that time of my life. Going almost two years without sleeping through the night more than maybe once or twice had such a huge, it took such a huge toll on my body and on my health. And, and when it was happening, I was running on adrenaline 24 seven. And so I didn't feel it as much then. Like, obviously I was tired, but when I look back now, I'm, I, I have no idea how I functioned. And so I have physically seen through labs and through other things that I've experienced the toll that it took on my body, a lack of sleep, 100% will end up affecting your health and it is just so important so I want to encourage you to do whatever you need to do to prioritize your own sleep as a mom now when you have a newborn it is what it is you know and God gives us I think the energy and the grace to get through that time and for a short time you're going to be okay when that goes on for a super long amount of time like it did in my case then it can really start to cause some some issues. So for us, we really had to be willing to make some hard decisions. We had done sleep training with Remy multiple times, but we weren't very good at it and we weren't very good at being consistent. And if you know our darling sweet daughter, she's pretty strong-willed. And so that combination was not good. And so finally, I we had to come to a place where we said enough is enough. And we should have done it a lot sooner. And if I had it to do it over again, I would do it very differently. But I just want to tell you from the other side of that, that it's worth it to, you know, spend the money on a sleep plan or a sleep coach or do whatever you have to do if you're in a similar situation where your kids don't sleep or it's worth it for a week of just awful terror while they are adjusting to it and learning how to sleep on their own and all of that kind of stuff. It is absolutely worth it because you need sleep. When you are sleeping, that is when your body repairs and restores and it's when you're your cognitive health is repaired and restored as well. So if you feel like you have brain fog all the time or you can't remember things, 
a lot of it is it could be with your sleep. And so just thinking about how you can prioritize sleep. If your kids are good sleepers, awesome. Take advantage of that. Don't stay up super late. If it's a choice between scrolling on your phone and numbing out or going to bed a little earlier, go to bed earlier. It's worth it. I know you feel like you've earned the numb out and the escape and truth is you have, but the sleep is going to serve you a lot better than lying in your bed and staying up late, scrolling TikTok or Instagram reels or Pinterest or whatever your um, guilty pleasure is there um, or watching Netflix or whatever. So try your best to prioritize your sleep. That is going to help you so much in the long run to be the mom that you want to be and to have health, good health long-term so that you can continue showing up for your kids. Along the same lines as we all know we need to be moving our bodies, it's so hard as a kid that, or as a mom with small kids. That is one of the responses that I got so much when I posted that question box on Instagram was how do I work out when kids are crawling on me how do I make time to work out I feel guilty taking time away to go to the gym all of these things totally 100% get it and experience all of those things too the thing that has helped me the most is having a plan and also having realistic expectations so this kind of goes back to what I was talking about before in that before we have kids We are used to being able to have a full hour workout or going on a run by ourselves or whatever, however we were working out. But all of that shifts when we have kids. (laughs) And so whether that's having to figure out childcare or whether it's having to pay for a gym membership so that you can take your kids to the gym daycare or that's having to do workouts at home where your kids can be there and maybe trying to fit it in during a nap time or honestly, just doing it with them awake and letting them have some screen time while you work out or making them part of it. You know, when they're a little older, incorporate it, let them do part of the workout with you. Let them sit down and play with toys beside you. It's just not going to be perfect. And so I think a lot of times what holds us back is it's not going to be the way I want it to be. So I'm just not going to do it. And in reality, If that's going to be kind of how we think about it, we're never going to do it because it's never going to be ideal when they're little. It's just not. And so think through what works best for you. If it's in your budget to join a a gym with a daycare, do it. That's awesome. That's great. That gives you time to yourself. That gives you time to work out. That's kind of a double win-win. If that's not in your schedule or in your budget, choose something that you can do at home. I often talk about Um, the two online programs that I absolutely love nourish, move, love with Lindsay. She is amazing. She's a mom herself. She's about to have her third or fourth kid. And so she has a ton of workouts and they are all free. All of them are free full length workouts that you can get from her. And so you can go to her website. I think it's nourishmovelove.com and get all of those. I mean, she releases new workouts every single week. She sends them to your email. All you have to do is open the email and click on the video and do it. It's very simple. They have all kinds of different levels from beginner to intermediate to advanced prenatal postpartum, just about everything you can think of. And she incorporates cardio and strength and hit and bar and all the things. So she is a great resource. And that has been the thing that I've done the most consistently since becoming a mom. The other is Pilates um, with The Balanced Life, Robin Long. She is great. They Hers is a membership. Well, she does have free 
Pilates workouts that you can do on YouTube, but she also has a sisterhood membership that she calls it that is very affordable and it sends you same thing. You have an app, you open, it has a workout for you to do every day. They have workouts that are 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Pilates is great, especially postpartum when you're trying to build back your core strength. So there's just so many resources that you can do with kids. And so I know that it's hard with kids, but it's doable and you're going to feel better. And it's a good example for your kids to see you moving your body because then they're going to know that it's important to take care of their bodies and it's something you can do together. And so just try not to get so caught up on it being perfect. If it's a walk, it's good. If it's a family walk together after dinner, it's good. If it's 15 minutes of Pilates while your kids are crawling on your back, it's good. It's okay. Just try to move your body. And on days you don't, it's fine. It's not a big deal. The next day is a new day. You try again. So just don't get caught up in the perfection lie about exercising. And then the last thing pretty much just goes along with what I just said, which is just to give yourself some grace. Choose one or two of these things that I've said. Don't try to do them all. Just choose your priorities and then try to stick to those and be okay if the other things don't get done. You are not invincible. I am not invincible. I can't do all the things. And so maybe our houses are not going to be perfectly clean all the time. Maybe we are going to have to ask for help, even though that's out of our comfort zone. Maybe we can't say yes to every event that we're invited to. Spend some time thinking through what are the things that are most important to me and the things that you actually feel called to, and then be okay saying no to the other things. We just were not meant to do everything and to carry everything for everyone. And as moms, we get so caught up in that and feel like that's our role and it's just not. So I know that I often feel that and I'm sure that you do too. And then try not to give up when things don't go the way you plan or when you have an off day or honestly an off week or an off month. It's not starting over. You know that I hate, (laughs) I try not to use the word hate a lot, but I hate the term. I got to get back on the wagon or I fell off the wagon or the horse or the train or whatever you want to say, whatever the saying is for you. But the idea that you fell off, so oh well, it's over. Now I got to start over again. No, you don't. You're not starting back over again. You're just living your life. And some days you're going to feel good about it. And some days you're not. And that's okay. Don't have this all or nothing approach when it comes to your health. It doesn't work before kids. It doesn't work after kids. So just give yourself some grace and remind yourself that it's okay for you to take care of you. You will love better. You will serve better. You will mother better if you aren't trying to pour out without ever taking the time to refill. And so think through what's going to help you the most. What's going to help you love your people well? What's going to help you serve your people that you're called to well? What is going to refill you so that you can pour out? Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and it was helpful for you. If any of this resonated with you today, share this episode with some of your other mama friends and encourage them to, I think we all can definitely use it sometimes. 
Remember the downloads that I mentioned in today's episode, the Foods That Heal list, as well as the Easy Healthy Eats recipe ebook that are both available for free on my website. You can find them by going to yourhealthforward.com slash freebies. Also, as always, that's going to be in the show notes. So you can click over to the show notes and just click the link directly if that's easier for you to do that as well. That does it for me today, friends. I hope that you have a good rest of your day. Keep moving forward. Go love your people well, including yourself. And I'll talk to you later. Please remember that the content in this episode is not to be considered as medical advice and is only intended as general health information. Thanks so much for listening in today. See you back here next week for another episode of the Health Forward Podcast.